0: To Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Houtink, with my co host, Christian Conway.
1: We stayed up all night for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I honestly nodded off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So so
1: did the US women's national team defense.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they they could not come back for that. Um, I obviously, we're all disappointed. We're all upset today. Um, You know, this is the top ranking. U.S. Women's National Team—they still have a chance uh, to get gold, but it, it really isn't looking good. And you know, Andonovski isn't looking good either.
1: Yeah, this this was a, a this was a weird game because you know this is a Sweden side that I think we all had a preconceived notion about how they were going to play. Right? They were going to sit in a low block four four two. They were going to make it super difficult for the U.S. Women's National Team to to operate in space and then you know take advantage on the counter. But that didn't happen that was actually the opposite of kind of what happened i mean you look at uh especially in the movement for the first goal that sweden scores i mean as long is just line breaking passes left and right it's it was it was an odd kind of the u.s women's national team almost looked a little bit stunned that sweden was just going to play them level as the way they did but I, I think you know there were some unexcusable moments in that in that in that in in that game especially on the, the third goal is, is the one that springs to mind you know where um, uh excuse me the, uh, the the goal scorer um her, uh, her name escapes me but I mean just all that time in the center of the box to to just finish that header I mean that 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 can't happen at this level you know like it 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 it, it it's weird to watch it happen to the u s women's national team right like we're so used to being on the other side of that equation so th- I think that's what made it even more frustrating was that like we're so used to doing what Sweden did to us if that makes sense you know like um but it it, it was It was weird. Let me at least inject some level of positivity into this conversation because all the discourse I've seen today has been doom and gloom, it's over. The United States is going to fail out miserably. This group is a very easy group for the US Women's National Team. New Zealand's not necessarily that great. Australia has problems. They're played probably the best team in this group first. It's gonna gonna be okay. Like everything's gonna mm. be fine. So in a
0: way, are, are you saying that, like, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose to Sweden? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think, and, and, and if you're going to lose in a tournament, lose your first game. Like, don't, you know, go into the mm. second game, lose that game, and then all of a sudden you have, like, three points or a point, point. you need to get a result out of that last game. They've made it difficult, I, I will say that, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how this team comes out against New Zealand in terms of the confidence, because I, I think I, 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 we, we were texting uh, during the game this morning, and mm-hmm. I think the one thing... I might have mentioned was i've just never seen the u.s women's national team look that lost you know they, they looked you know i don't know if it was exhaustion if it's if they're getting used to you know getting their sea legs in tokyo or whatever have you but i've just never seen the team like kind of almost fold like that if that makes sense like there was no sense of this this inherent fight that exists in the u.s women's national team that you know like that that fire that intensity that we always kind of crave it just looked like they were resigned to their fate and it was it was kind of weird to see
0: yeah because in the second half was kind of a, what we fans were were looking forward to right you're like maybe they can readjust in the half um you know when you have subs julie earths megan rapinoe come in like like these are supposed to be sparks of hope and they're supposed to be sparks off the bench like they're supposed to Get goals in the back of the net, and they just they just couldn't convert. Um, I I mean, look, all the credit to Sweden, all the kudos to them. They played very well. They're always a challenge. In no way am I trying to take away uh, from Sweden's performance or um, you know their win, but I just feel like these goals were preventable goals, and I feel like the U.S. women could have could have just gotten it you know back. Um, you know, the other thing that you're saying, and you're right, is that you didn't see this same even rapino said in an interview this morning she's like we got our butts kicked like um you know they were they made dumb moves and that isn't to take away from all the hard work that sweden put in um you know but it it is concerning you know you of course you know you I, i'm glad that you brought some positivity into this to say it isn't over yet um you know they can still get a medal but we want gold this is the team that beat you know the world cup this is a team that's faced um they, they have veteran players who have faced sweden before so you know hopefully i mean not to put down australia new zealand either but i mean i think that these next two games you know are winnable but also the us women need to step it up they need to show that that they're gonna do it not just because these two teams are necessarily easy takers. Does that make sense? And,
1: and I think you make a third point about the, the substitutions at halftime. I think that the, the midfield balance looked so much better when Julie Ertz was, was involved. And, I, and I, I think this could be one of those games where Vlatko, for all of his, his brilliance and, and how smart he is and how tactically gifted he is, Sometimes you overthink a game. You know, you just sometimes you, you just get a little too smart for your own good. And I think maybe he overthought this one a little bit. I, I had questions about the balance of Sam Lewis and Rose LaBelle operating in the same midfield just simply because I think their strengths are the same, but their weaknesses are also the same. And if you have, you know, you're mm-hmm. basically cloning the same player. You know, and then you're asking Lindsay Horan to play the 4-6 role, which she's 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 done, but she's not really comfortable at, you can tell. And it, and it did, you know, Aslani for, for Sweden was brilliant in this game because, you know, she just had the run of center midfield and it wasn't like, you know, the runs that were being picked out of out of the center midfield that Aslani was finding from her forward line, you know, Blacksteinus and um and, 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 and all the rest of them, you know, it, it, you needed someone to be on Aslani to kind of pressure her into making mistakes. And Lindsay Horan just either, you know, wasn't able to, you know, either because, you know, she was just a step slower, you know, I think... You know, it, it was it was odd to see the United States women's national team. You know, at, at the end of the day, usually the U.S. women's national team, if things aren't kind of working, they can kind of brute force their way through a game just with their physicality and their just you know, you know, being in better shape than most teams. And it did look like they were a step behind in this. I don't know if that's necessarily because of the travel or or, or what's going on, um, but I mean the ease with which Sweden had the center of midfield was was shocking. Um, and and you know, I, I, I they just didn't you know the United States when they got on possession just it looked frenetic, but, you know, and you can usually make that frenetic work for you, but it didn't look like it was ever frenetic in the sense of, hey, we're pushing towards something. You know what I mean? Like it it felt like, oh God, we're on the ball. We need to move the ball quickly. What do we do? You know, and it it did feel like it was chaotic Mm -hmm. with no final product. It, It did just feel like this level of chaos that was kind of always never going to find the back of the net. And, you know, yeah they, they hit the post and, and you know maybe if, if, if you know we go into halftime at one one, it's a different game. But it did just feel like you know Sweden from the first whistle was so comfortable in this game in a way that, you know, if I'm the US women's national team, I'm like, I cannot let that happen to us again. You know they, it just they looked so comfortable every single time they were on the ball. And, and I remember texting you I said, you know like they just need you know, the US women's national team just needs someone to put a foot on the ball and just calm it all down. And yeah, it never got to that point.
0: Yeah, um, I, I will say, you know, uh, Alex Morgan looked good. She tried to get her header in. Uh, Tobin Heath, so glad that she's healthy and taking shots. You know, um, she she really looked. I mean, they looked good. You know, Roosevelt almost had uh, a shot in. It it was just really, I don't know what what you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't their day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can go ahead and say it was the heat, the humidity, jet lag, whatnot. But again, not trying to, you know, detract from, from the work Sweden put in.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I think you make a, you make a very good point about, you know, you know, Tobin and, and Rose and, 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 and it, they didn't look bad. It just looked like there was no, a clear tactical identity, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, and, and that's a weird thing to say about, about a Vlako-Odanowski coach team. Like, the reason they brought in Vlakko was because tactically he's so good. Um, I I I I do think that once Julie is ninety minutes fit, this looks a little bit better. Um, I think you know the the balance is there, but you know this was you know a, a concern because there was a lot of people that you know the U.S. Women's National Team are reliant on to be kind of the rocks in the defense that were that were you know pebbles on the day. Like I mean, you know. Crystal Dunn was, I mean, she was getting overrun, you know, left and right. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I did sound the alarm about the Kelly O'Hara side. You know, she was nominally sturdy, but, I mean, we can't afford to have a bad tournament for Crystal Dunn. You know, like, that's the thing. And it, it looked rough at times last night. And, I mean, let's, again, and, and let's give credit to Sweden. I mean, Sweden's probably a team, you know, that, that people smarter than I am have basically said, you know, even before this tournament began, we're, we're in the conversation for a gold medal. So, you know, you play probably one of the toughest teams in the tournament first. You know, it's it's going to be rough. But we're so used to the U.S. Women's National Team passing those, those tests, right? Like, we're so mm-hmm. used to seeing them pass those tests with relative ease. I mean, I, I point to the 2019 uh, World Cup quarterfinal against France. I mean, they passed that test with relative ease. This is the first time in a very long time that they've faced a very... A, a big test. I'm not going to call it a major test yet. Cause I mean, you still have two games in the group stage, two winnable games, you know, you, you can get out of there second place in the group. Everything's fine. But I, 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 now have a lot more questions than I really wanted to have after the first game in a, in a, in a group stage that is, is, is this tight.
0: Yeah. And you were ready to sound the alarms that this was going to be a draw. So this loss, I was like, Oh man, is this like state of emergency? <laughs> like, um, you know, did Mexico wear out the U S
1: team? You know, honestly, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I, I I'm okay. I'm the ultimate pragmatist. I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I do think if they put in an indifferent 45 minutes against New Zealand, then I'm gonna start sounding the alarm bells. So 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 we're we're not at like DEFCON five just yet, but <laughs> but we're somewhere around DEFCON two three because because you know it it wasn't just the fact you know I, I was listening to uh, Jason Davis on. Um, United States of Soccer on serious XM earlier today, and he was kind of saying, like, oh, I don't get why everyone's, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling about this this game. You know, you lose games. And keep in mind, the U.S. Women's National Team was on, like, a 44-game on Beaton Street, which I think was the second longest in program history. You're going to lose a game at some point, right? You know, like, statistical probability indicates that that will happen. But but Jason Davis was kind of going, and It's was like, I don't understand why people are, are, are kind of saying the sky is falling. And it, I can understand that thought. You know, the U.S. Women's National Team is a sports teams, sports teams lose games. That happens. That's a thing. But it was the manner in which they lost is where I'm concerned because it just looked so indifferent. I mean, it it didn't like, it didn't look like the U S women's national team that I remember. And I know, you know, it did feel like, wow, like, come on, you know, I I never thought I'd say this, but like, they need to make a sub just to bring on someone to just get them fired up, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, and that's what I thought it was going to be. And that's what I thought the second half was going to be. But I, I have to say, um, The post certainly hasn't been a friend to either of our teams. Um, You know, and we'll see that when we go into the LA Galaxy uh, recap. You
1: you know, honestly, this is a pretty significant loss. But what I would say is, and and I'm I'm trying to, 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 to find some flowers in the forest here. New Zealand's a beatable team. Australia, if they can defensively get it all together, they should beat Australia, where Australia is as a national team right now. As long as they get into the knockouts, then anything can happen. If that first 45 against New Zealand starts to go a little wonky, I'm going to start being really concerned. But yeah. they should beat New Zealand.
0: Yeah. And, it, and you just want to see, you want to see that fighting spirit. It's just, for some reason, they just seem so off. Yeah.
1: It, it, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, it was weird. You know, like, yeah. it, I, I just kept thinking like, oh, just, it, you know, that goal is going to wake him up. Like, okay, the second goal is going to wake him up. Okay, the third goal is going to wake up. Yeah, that was the nail
0: in the coffin. Yeah,
1: I was like, but the, 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 when the third goal went in, I was like, gee, like, I could just put my, my laptop away. I, I know that's how this is going to end. There's no way they're getting back yeah. into this game. And it's, and it's weird to contemplate that as a U.S. Women's National Team fan, as, as an American soccer fan in general, where we, we build our teams around this kind of... I was using the term, but I use it a fair amount, this blue-collar work ethic, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was weird just seeing them capitulate the way they did. And 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 that's a concern for me. Now, I, I out of all the teams that, you know, you go get tonked 3-0 in your first group stage game, out of all the teams that are going to be able to come together as a group and kind of say, all right, we need to get it together, there is no other team that could do it better than the U.S. Women's National Team, let's be honest here. So I'm not super concerned, but I am... Concerned, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, yes, it does. Um, speaking of concerns, so LA Galaxy lose to Vancouver and have to face Real Salt Lake again. Kind of a very similar situation, I feel, where the Galaxy blew their lead. Um, you know, like where was the play? Everybody is describing it as lackadaisical, um, and. You know, the Galaxy can't can't afford to, to keep losing. I mean, sure, they're missing key players. Um, and once everybody's back together, you can go ahead and say, you know, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. But, the, you know, with so many games left, um, like the time is now. The, the time is for the players to to step up to see who's going to do it. Um, as far as we know, Chicharito is not available yet. Um, you know, I had a lot of concerns watching this I mean, Revolution, thankfully, you know, he does what he does. Grancier looks like he's doing pretty well um, to get assists in, to get shots in. He had hit the crossbar. Um, you know, Victor Vasquez is able to find, um, you know, and give opportunities. Zubak's goal, unfortunately, was called offside. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where when the Galaxy go up early, you you do get worried as a fan. You're just like, no, (laughs) you don't want them to score early, which is crazy.
1: You know, this is, so back to my ever the optimist kind of positioning as I was with the U.S. Women's national team. Let's first off kind of look at this in the microcosm of the season. This is the first bad loss the galaxy have had. If you think about it, like this is the first loss where all of us were kind of like, huh, we should have won that game. Um, You know, Beating, losing to Vancouver is, is a concern. It is the first bad loss of the season is what I'd say. And I'd say that's a pretty good place to be in a rebuilding year. Like, I mean,
0: mm.
1: the fact that we're kind of like, that we're this disappointed about losing to Vancouver in a rebuilding year is a good sign about some of the stuff they've built. Now let's get into the negative of this. This is my concern with Greg Vanney's teams. And maybe I just didn't, wasn't aware of it in Toronto. And maybe this is this weird quirk about this very young kind of Still trying to figure it out, Galaxy team. But it's felt like, and this was really apparent to me in the game against Dallas when they took that lead, like the 2-0 lead. They really take their foot off the gas when they're up a goal. And it's, it, it's this weird thing where they just retreat into this defensive shell. And the whole entire thing about it was, well, Vancouver score, has scored the most goals in the second half of any team in this league. Out of all the teams to be wary of, you know, when you're falling into a defensive shell like that, Vancouver's the one. You know, like... Vancouver's is a, a difficult property, you know, it's a tale of two halves in this game, and you know, the, the Zubak chance, obviously, you know, it, it was a pretty clear offside, I, you know, you, you would hope Zubac was a little bit better about checking his run there, um, I don't blame him, you know, getting goal side like that, it, that's fine, Grand Sierra, of course, as we mentioned off off the crossbar, I mean, what a play that was, um, I, I feel for Grand Sierra, he, he's so close to making it work here, and it's just not there yet, Um but yeah, you know, the 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 story of this game for me was the fact that they took the goal, you know, they took that one goal lead and then didn't really do anything with it. You know, they they didn't you know, they they had some nominal opportunities to increase that lead, but it did feel like, you know, at halftime, they just got complacent about it. You know, they they, they didn't actively go after it. And and I, I think I texted you during the Dallas game and I was like, Well, why isn't this team just trying to stomp on their necks? Like, I mean this should be five, six nil. Like why are they Yeah perfectly happy to let the, the play come to them? And it you know, the thing is, if you're going to let the play come to you, you're going to invite teams that will take advantage of their opportunities. And, you know, we got through it in a lot of games where, you know, for example, the LAFC game at home earlier this year where they let LAFC take the play to them. And they got through it because it's just, you know, Saldana and Jonathan DeSantis were brilliant in the midfield. But like, what happens if they're they're not brilliant in the midfield, you know, like what happens? And that's what we saw against Vancouver. And I think, I think, you know, in this upcoming game, against RSL. If they take the lead early, they've got to step on the gas. Like you cannot let, you know, the, the play come to you. Um, and, and, and Vanny in his post game uh, after this Vancouver game said a lot about um, communication and ideas. He said, you know, there was confusion in the build up, you know, and and how we built up the play between you know Ryan and Sebastian, and, or um, and excuse me, uh, Ryan and and Sasha and the center backs, you know. I'm okay if that's the excuse then because communication is easy to fix. This isn't a structural kind of failure. It's just like, you know, people are operating on different pages. That's to be expected about a player that's just come into the team and, and, and a center back pairing that hasn't really played together. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think a lot of the problems that occurred in Vancouver are very fixable, fixable problems that aren't necessarily like, you know, the big structural failings tactically we saw with, you know, GBS or whatever. But it is a concern to me that, you know, Communication was the one thing that Vanny was harping on, you know, so aggressively in his post game.
0: You know, honestly, it, it feels like you see a lot of the same errors, right? Um, you see Dupuy, um, and Williams kind of get tricked, you know, um, and then and that's how one of the goals is given up. Um, and then another one is given up when. Um, you know, De Beers scores on that, on that rebound, you know, there's nothing Bond can do at that point. I mean, he's, he's actually helped the hemorrhaging, <laughs> um, but you know, I, these are just like noticeable things. And, and I mean, obviously like they're going to keep making the same mistakes until they, until they fix them. Um, I mean, at least the, the crossing is better, um, you know, but it's just those little things like that is, and those loose balls is when I don't know, you just keep seeing the galaxy keep making these errors. But I just have to remind myself that you know what we have a new coach this time, we have new players, like you said, um, that they're that they're gonna figure this out. They have to face these opponents. And maybe it is a little bit of fatigue of playing the same opponents over and over, and then you have MLS which makes things, you know, like for example, this is a winnable game, and then of course it's MLS so they so they don't win it. Um you know, yeah, I, but the galaxy have a chance to knock RSL out of the playoffs in this next game tonight.
1: I think I think the 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 first goal is a very good finish. The second goal is where I had a lot of frustration with the Galaxy defense because, I mean, that is Ayso level kind of stuff mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. allowing Dahomey. First off, I mean, allowing Dahomey that much space in the box is already unforgivable enough. He's a murderer in this league. You know he's going to finish that. But it's yeah, just and that and to
0: give him so much time also, as well. Four
1: defenders are chasing the ball. They're not yes. playing the man, and it's like, you know. I, I understand, you know, maybe one or two, uh, you know, a center back pulling out to to intercept the pass. But I don't understand why it takes five defenders and then Dahomey's got three miles of space to finish that that play. You know, it's like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, that, that is that is stuff that we learned in AYSO that, like, you don't, you know, it looks like a bunch of kids, you know, trying to chase the ball rather than actually play, you know, the man. Um, but, it, it, so, and, but the, you know, we're going to have, you're going to have games where, you just go out, and for some reason, just everything falls apart. And this did just feel like, for me, a game where just, you know, Greg Kenny walks in the locker room and says, all right, guys, you know, go out, have some fun, in how, or however much fun you can have in Salt Lake City, which is, is not a lot, <laughs> um, have your 3% out, or ABV beer, and forget about this. Like, this is one of those games where I just, I feel like, you know, you're going to have a couple of these games every season where it's just like, wow, how did everything go wrong? Well, you know what? Okay. We're just gonna go out, you know, forget about all of it, everything's gonna be fine. You know, and I think that's that's kind of the mentality I think they're going to take. Um, you know, hearing Vanny in the postgame, you know, I, I think he 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 was he seemed angry, um, understandably so, but he also seems like he was like, all right, you know, we're back to work on Wednesday was a lot of kind of what he was saying. And I think that is kind of the mentality I think this galaxy team is going to be taking, which is that, you know, okay, you know, we we lost a game that was winnable, we lost a game that they should have won. These will happen in the course of a thirty-eight game season, you know, like or thirty-six game season. How many, however many games we're playing this year, you just need to have a short-term memory on this one. And, and I, I think this is one of those games where it's like, okay, you know what, we 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 blew it. That's fine. Go out, have fun, forget about it, it happened. Let's go back to work on Wednesday. And I, I, I think that's kind of the mentality that they should be taking after that game.
0: So I. Still excited to see the Galaxy play, still an exciting team to watch, um, you know, it, it's not where we're, we're watching through, like, covered face, covering our eyes and watching between our fingers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think, um, I mean, it's pretty, it's, you know, they're going to keep playing, Zubax is going to keep taking his shots. I think that they can get it right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know this is a good opportunity against against an ourselves side that is is not consistent I, I you know I think they're very good but I don't I don't think they're consistently good um and I think you know the question when Chicharito went down was well where are the goals going to come from I think we've kind of answered that you know like I, mm-hmm. I and 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 Cabral did not have a good a good game against Vancouver Let, let's we'll be honest on that but I mean if Grand Seer can get one of those things to finish, Cabral continues to, to move on. I mean, they're going to go from Round Revolution, which we didn't think was going to happen. Like, th- they've, a lot of these core answer questions that, you know, are starting to get answered. And that's a very good thing. Um, I think this RSL game is a very big kind of, um, I, I don't know the right way, way to put it, but this is a big temperature check in terms of where the Galaxy are right now, right? Like, I mean, you know, a, a playoff team that is a very good team um, that, you know, and, and we've been saying about this, this Galaxy team is that, you know, they're winning the games they're supposed to win, but when are they going to start winning games that maybe they're not supposed to win? This is one of those games where maybe they're not going, maybe they're not supposed to win this game. You know, like maybe RSL is a better team. Um, so I think if they can win tonight, then that is a, a, a very positive step forward for this team. I mean, you talk about Real Salt Lake right now. I mean, obviously, uh, Rubio Rubin has been the story of this, of this team, um, you know, a, a really exciting young goal scorer. Um, he just signed, I believe, a three-year contract um, as well, so he'll be there for a while. Dimer Krylak has been absolutely excellent um, in his his I believe it's his fourth season here in in, in Salt Lake City. Um, they're stingy defensively. David Ochoa on goal has been very very good for them. Um, so so this is this is a big test, but I think if they can pass it, then I'm I, I'm. I think if they can pass it, then I'm looking at that Vancouver loss and kind of just saying, oh, it, it it happens. You know what I mean? Like, I think if they can win tonight, get some positive momentum going, then that Vancouver loss doesn't feel as bad as if they lose to Vancouver and then lose tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, I was also going to say that, you know, I mean, not to com- compare, right? It's funny how when we talk about the U.S. women, like, we'll be like, well, you know, if they can play this – person, like how the Galaxy do, this this player, um, but, you know, it's got me thinking like how the U.S. men uh, against Canada, they score 20, 30 seconds in and they're able to maintain that lead throughout and I just want the Galaxy to stop leading goals and, you know, we're still missing legit, um, but, I mean, that that's like the main thing for me, I mean, I'm not expecting clean sheets right away, again, Bond is doing what he can. But just to, to be able to see the Galaxy hold the lead, if that's what they're going to do. Otherwise, if they're going to lead goals, I'd rather that the Galaxy just come back, you know, well, also, from being down.
1: Well, also, keep in mind, I mean, the Galaxy are, are kind of banged up here defensively. I mean, Sega Kuliboli's out still. I mean, mm-hmm. he's listed as questionable for this evening. Daniel Starr is listed as questionable for this evening. I mean, Derek Williams just came back. I I, I like Nick DePew. I, I don't think the coaching staff rates him as much as I do. Um you know, so, so so there has been some some banging up in in the in the defense in the center of defense for this galaxy team. We still have not really figured out what Greg Vanney's preferred center back pairing is, just simply because he's never had time to to get it on the field. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised they're shedding goals the way that they do. Um, I I agree with you. I think you know getting a clean sheet and soon would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not necessarily as harsh on the center backs and the, and the center of defense right now as, as, I, as I nominally would be considering just, you know, kind of what that, that group has had to go through injury-wise um, and also uh, suspension-wise as well. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, tonight they're going to play a stingy team defensively. I think, you know, <laughs> they're going to need something out of Zuback that they haven't really gotten yet, um, which is him being kind of a, a, a cutting force, um, you know. We don't do predictions on the show famously, but, you know, if, if I was a betting man, I'd maybe bet on the nil-nil draw. Um, but, you, again, this is this is an RSL team. Is that what you
0: put for balls and beers? Is that what you... <laughs> uh, I think
1: I, I... I'm pretty confident I put a draw. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, I, I I always put that the Galaxy are going to win. I don't want to jinx them in any kind of...
1: Well, <laughs> I had the Galaxy winning against uh, um, against Vancouver, and, and look at how that went. Um uh. But, yeah, no, I, I, I do think that this could be a very stingy affair um, if, you know, maybe an early goal doesn't kind of open it up. Um, and and full disclosure for my balls and beers, I had RSL winning this game, so...
0: Oh, damn, <laughs> really? Of,
1: it was only a one-pointer, um, so a lot, of faith, oh, okay. a lot of faith in tonight's game. Um, but hopefully I'll be proven wrong. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I, I think if the Galaxy can... can can get something out of Cabral and Grancier and 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 Zubac and then, you know, get that whole entire trio moving. I think they'll they'll have some success. I mean, you know, look at the center of midfield with Vasquez and and, and Kleshton. I mean, they were they in that first half against uh, against Vancouver. They were imperious. I mean, they were moving the ball so incredibly well. So, I mean, there's signs of it. But you know, I think a win tonight makes what happened in or what happened in quote unquote Canada. A lot easier to swallow
0: well you know fans seem to be really imperative in in the galaxy performing well so so the people that are traveling uh to support the g's uh thank you and you know wishing you all safe travels um the u.s women obviously repino doesn't think that fans in the stadium just because of all the risk uh there in tokyo but not having the fans there i think i think it does make a difference so um, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to have these tournaments and also that fans can attend uh, MLS games.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I, 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 it's a different world when you, that, I mean, you, you felt it when we even went to that, the, the 25% capacity games and then you go to the full you know, stadium games, it's, it feels different. Fans do have that kind of effect.
0: Well, thank you so much for, as always, listening to us. Um, You can still get the first issue of the Eliazar House magazine if you haven't already. Uh, Christian and I got some plans for some Simply Soccer merchandise in the works. So thank you so much and stay tuned. Talk to you soon.